Hello and welcome to Fox River, a Prison Break podcast presented by The Ravens, a movie and TV show podcast. I'm Simon and I love Prison Break. And I'm Dom and I'm a first time watcher of Prison Break. And before we get into anything here, we're here to tell you that we recorded the first three episodes of Prison Break Season 1, Episodes 1 to 3, over three years ago. It's just about three years ago now, Dom, actually, a little bit over that we recorded those episodes. And that was quite near the beginning of our podcast journey, so to speak. And we were trying maybe to do too much at that point we were doing one tree hill we were doing we tried we dipped our toe in star trek we were doing movies we were we got a bit overexcited i think with podcasting and we actually decided we're just going to focus on one tree hill which we continued to do and now we're in the midst of season seven of that so we've gone the whole we're going the whole way but There is a new Prison Break podcast that has just come out with the cast with Sarah Wayne Callis and Paul Edelstein uh, called Prison Breaking. So firstly, if you haven't listened to that, it's just started. It's really great. Find that wherever you get podcasts. But listening to that, it just really reignited my passion and excitement uh, for Prison Break. Now, their podcast is very unique because it's from a cast perspective, talking a lot about behind the scenes and how everything was put together and the creation process and their experiences as well as their opinion on the show but hopefully this will be like a nice companion piece to go with that of giving you a fan perspective as well as Dom who has seen bits of the first season but a very long time ago Uh, so we can get some of his prediction element particularly when we get beyond season one but also just hearing that fan perspective But I just wanted to put out here, or we wanted to put out here, that the first three episodes, you know, they were recorded a long time ago, and but we're going to go straight into episode four. Uh, But yeah, if they sound different, that'll be the reason why. But we're committed to doing this. We'll get there all the way through the the five seasons. Dom, how are you feeling about Prison Break? Did I kind of hit the general, you know, history of us and Prison Break so far? Yeah. Absolutely. I think the bail conditions have been broken. We're back in Gen Pop and we're going to talk about it. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good fun. Uh, I, you know, catching up on it and rewatching the, the first few episodes, um, getting ready to start our podcast was exciting. So I'm looking forward to the future and the rest of it. Excellent. So yeah, I hope you, we hope you enjoy these first three episodes and we look forward to catching up with you in real time on episode four of season one and going forward. So we'll see you in Gem Pop. Welcome to Fox River Prison Break Podcast. I'm Dom and I've seen the first season once and no more. And I'm Simon and this is my fifth time watching Prison Break. And tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. So welcome to Fox River, a Prison Break Podcast where it's always 10.30 at night, it's time to grab the sweets from the snack cupboard, 
move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 1, The Pilot. Simon, how are you my friend? I'm very well, really happy to be here, how are you? I'm also very well, yeah very excited, happy to be doing this podcast finally. I'm super excited. I love Prison Break. There's so much to talk about. It's going to be such a fun journey doing this show with you. Uh, I I have to I have to take over the reins for a second because I need to find out or we need to find out about your history of Prison Break because I've seen it. This is my fifth time watching the show. I love it. Well, I need to know about how much you've seen it because you've seen just the first season. Is that right? Yeah, I've only ever watched the first season all the way through. And that that's not through not enjoying it or anything. It's just kind of um, like fell out of touch with it. So when, when I first, so this was first released in 2005 um, and I would have started uni in 2005. Um, and a friend of mine was watching it at the time. So there were no streaming platforms really at that time. There's no Netflix, no Amazon Prime, no, you know, none of that. And you either had to own the DVDs or you had to like download it, you know, legally or not. That's fine. Um, (laughs) But I had a friend that had loads of stuff on a hard drive. He was really into shows like 24. Um, I think he had all the Lost stuff as well. Mm. And Prison Break was one that was... Uh, very much on his radar and one that he used to sort of shout about quite a lot so I used to go and watch it with him so it would have been like 2006 2007 when it was all released and it was all finished um, and it was put out and I kind of watched it all with him uh, and I thought it was great I was actually like really into it and then never continued that because I didn't have the like the computer where I could just like continuously download stuff and I didn't have the extra hard drive and all of that. I, I just didn't really pay it much attention. And then when it was all released and being released on TV, I was either, when it like event like the later seasons, I was always at work, so never really watched it. And, you know, Sky Plus w- was a thing, but probably not so much. So, you know, didn't record it off the telly, you know, that sort of thing. So it's just at a time where it kind of missed me. It sort of flew by. But what about you? What's... Go on. But did you see every episode then? Like, as in, did you see the full season one, like from episode one to the f- finale? Uh, yeah, I've I've seen every episode of season one, but I don't remember them that well. Because it was like over ten years ago since you seen it. Yeah, basically, <laughs> when I was watching the pilot yesterday, uh, there was so much in it that I'd forgotten about, and I'd forgotten the people that we'd met and the people that you know you come across and stuff like that so um it was good it was really nice to sort of see them again and and kind of go oh yeah I remember him now but there were so many characters and actors that are like thrown in that you see like just a a spattering of uh throughout the episode that I'd completely forgotten about so yeah I'm really really looking forward to getting into this and what like seeing their journey because there'll be bits I remember so I pretty much remembered Michael Schofield, Lincoln Burroughs and Teabag but we don't see Teabag <laughs> in this episode it's just like it's all the rest so I'm just kind of hoping um, either bits jog my memory or I go oh I didn't remember that and that's great that's kind of what I'm looking forward to but what about you what what about your journey with with Prison Break you've seen it a few times so this must be I mean, doubly exciting because you get to watch it again, but also <laughs> you get to talk about it as well. 
Yeah, for sure. So th- this is one of my favorite shows of all time. Like I see Prison Break and Lost as the shows that evolved television like in the way that we receive it now. And that, that is a big claim to make, but I believe it's true. I think when Prison Break and Lost came out at the same sort of time in that sort of 2005 uh, era... I think Lost came out slightly before, but they were like in their peak and prime at the same time. And for me anyway, this was the first time that I'd seen that American serialized 42 minute episode, 24 episodes in a season kind of structure. And I absolutely loved it loved it and i think that it opened the doors to so many people's eyes to say that tv can be as good as movies if not better and i know that there's many many other examples of tv shows you know that predates lost and prison break that were probably great examples of this but these were the first examples that i digested and loved obsessed over couldn't miss an episode <clears throat> you know i like every week it would come out i i had to that would be my day i wouldn't speak to anyone that i remotely knew watched the show for spoilers like i was i loved it so the first time i watched it it was in it must have been 2005 late 2005 2006 and i was i know that i was like 18 at the time so if you haven't heard of Dom and I before, we this is our second podcast. So we have another podcast that covers uh, what the, the TV show One Tree Hill that's called Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast that is very similar to this podcast and then extremely different to this podcast. Similar in the structure in that we take one episode a time of the TV show and then we go through it analyze give our opinions reviews give our judgments so it's incredibly similar in that regard but one tree hill and prison break are definitely apples and oranges (laughs) so very different in that in that way very different (laughs) (laughs) very different but what they do have in common is that they're both character driven and that is something uh, that Lex, who was a guest on our One Tree Hill uh, podcast, was saying that TV is kind of where characters are king and it's character based where movies, because they're shorter and only ha- you only have you for like a two hour slot, are usually plot driven. Um, so it allows us to dive into the characters throughout the podcast and see how they develop and, and see all the things they go through. But anyway, side to, side note, all that to say that Dom and I are in our early 30s. Um, so <laughs> we we watched, um, and Dom and I have known each other since we were, what, about five years old? Yeah, about five. And we went to um, primary school together and, you know, grew up together. Um, and we spent our childhood obsessing and loving the same like 90s movies so we also have a a 90s movie podcast that's exclusive on our patreon but we'll talk more about all of that stuff later anyway yes so i watched it for the first time when it came out i was 18 i had a uh, teenage girlfriend at the time 
Um, I don't mean as in she was teenage, as in we were both te- <laughs> we were we were both teenagers. It, it did sound a little bit like you had a teenage girlfriend and you weren't a teenager. <laughs> Let's just clarify: Simon was also a teenager. Yes, she was actually a, a year older than me. So that's oh, just that, that makes it a lot, a lot better to hear, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but she, um, she fancied Wentworth Miller. Um, and just, I think she was just drawn to the show because he's a very good looking guy. Um, and she was like, oh, we should, we should watch this. And I was like, okay, yeah, look, looks good. And we watched like the first one and I was hooked and I just needed it. And it was in that era where you just like, I was like your friend. I would just like download, download it because you couldn't get it, um, on British television. Like, I think it was on channel five, maybe, but this is, I didn't have any way to, you know, TiVo it or record it or, or watch it. So I'd like download it and then be super scared. I'd watch it and just delete the file. <laughs> <laughs> in case the FBI are watching. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> in the case I would end up in Fox river and sometimes you'd download it and it, and it would have been labelled wrong. So it would just be like an episode of 24, for example, like you mentioned. Um, but we watched, so we watched them and suddenly it was like, that was it. It was the first example or time that I like binged watch something. Because I think the whole first season had already been out in America, but maybe it hadn't been out in the UK yet. Or, you know, they were releasing it a little bit later. So we watched like pretty much the whole season in like a matter of days um and then we broke up (laughs) (laughs) broke up over prison break yeah it was nothing to do with prison break prison breakup it it was the time for that relationship that teenage relationship to end oh Um, fair enough (laughs) (laughs) but then but then uh then i went to to uni uh, a year after you because I wasted a year of my life before going to uni <laughs> um, and uh, and then I watched the second season at uni loved it watched the third season at uni um, the next year uh, and then the fourth season I watched when I so in, in my summers but uh, between academic years at university I used to work in America at a summer camp life-changing experiences much I learned more much more there than I did at university and um and I remember coming back and watching season four when I was back home and it was like the difference between when I first watched season one to when I watched you know the end of season four my life was completely different like I was about to get my first real job you know post-university not that I knew but you know like a couple weeks later I was I met uh, my now wife uh, and, you know, who we've been together for 11 years, married for seven years, about any day now about to have our first child. So it was like complete, completely different uh, circumstances. And then season five came out a couple of years ago. uh, And again, my life was completely different, you know, from when season four was there. So I kind of feel like prison break it's kind of been a, a consistent variable that's been with me through an evolution period of my life. And uh, I really, I really love the show. It's not like One Tree Hill where when we cover One Tree Hill, that's a show that I feel like kind of really impacted on me and uh, 
help me develop as a person that's not what prison break is prison break is a show that i love i think it's an amazing show i think it's well acted i I love the cast in the show and out of the show but it's uh it's one that it just reminds me of how great television can be and how much i love this show and it's something that is nostalgic for me but it's also been there feels like it's been there throughout my evolution from being a teenager to being an adult so sorry that was a bit long-winded but that is my journey with prison break it's okay i'll cut that all out that's fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding i'm kidding uh no it's great it's great that you know you have like a little bit of explanation over every series like kind of where you were in your life and it's nice that you know that as well so like um, it's good that these programs stand out to you as well. So One Tree Hill, when when we talk about that, you, you know, you talk about the effect that it's had on you. And what's really good is you talk about this show with kind of the, the same amount of passion, but like in a different direction and that you really love it and you love talking about it. It's kind of like when you talk about Lost as well. You, you know, you love that show because it's, it's so well put together. Um, mm. What's going to be a bit strange is that One, One Tree Hill is 187 episodes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. prison break is only 90 mm-hmm. so we have half the half the amount of episodes to put together which is a little bit you know a little bit sad to think about it you know there's a lot of people crying out for uh wentworth miller uh and a few others to do season six there's so many mm-hmm. people literally on social media just saying please do season six and all sorts of things that i've seen loads over the last sort of week or so um which is crazy but he's uh, you know apparently not not keen on doing it which is a shame yeah i was about to say because i don't know how much you know but he literally came out like a week or two ago and said that he is no longer interested in playing heterosexual characters and uh wants to put more more light onto lgbtq plus characters and telling their stories and about how you know, how many times can the same story be told about a heterosexual man? Like that story has been told and will continue to be told. I think it's super admirable uh, and awesome that he's using his platform to do that. I mean, I don't know how much you know about Wentworth Miller, but we have this thing on our on our One Tree Hill podcast that I'm obsessed with Chad Michael Murray. Uh, which is true, but I'm obsessed with the character he plays. <laughs> I like him as a person, but Wentworth Miller, I really, lo- I really love the character of Michael Schofield, but I really love the person of Wentworth Miller and what he stands for, uh, how he articulates himself, how uh, his morals, his principles. I love him as a person way, way more. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I, I think he's inspirational and i don't know if you've seen some i I doubt you have but well maybe you have there's he did this uh speech i can't remember what it was for it was like a humanitarian conference and it is so inspiring it's like a 10 minute speech but it's talking about um bullying and how difficult it was for him to uh to, to come out as a uh as a homosexual man and the pressures in Hollywood and how he was scared that it would ruin his career, that he wouldn't get the same, you know, opportunities. 
and also the fact, I guess, that it's his private life and he wants to keep those things private. But being like a an actor in Hollywood, it feel, feels like people have to compromise that part of their lives. And, uh, and that's really sad. But he is... Um, so like yeah he's now kind of putting it on his on his shoulders now it's kind of like he's he's built up to a point where it's like well i i am someone that people can sort of look up to and look to as a role model i don't think he's putting it i don't think i think he kind of shied away from wanting to, to do that i'm feeling like he had to do that and i think he's now got to a point realized that he maybe feels like it's his duty to because if there's people that felt like how he did when he was younger and they could look at him as an example of someone that is standing up and and being present and helping pave pathways then uh you know he he he's choosing to do that so yeah yeah it's great it's great that he's you know coming forward now and and he's you know being himself and being like his his true self rather than feeling like he has to hide because of uh, work pressures and and the environment and the culture that he lives in and has worked in for a very long time you know it's a shame that people have to feel like that it's like on our other on our other podcast we talked about um the me too um campaign and and you know young actors that are being basically abused and and used and he's kind of it kind of sounds like he felt like he was in a similar situation in that he can't be himself because he's at fear of losing his livelihood which is you know such a shame but it's so great that he's now uh out and saying it and being a ambassador for it and really you know promoting uh his feelings and how people should be you know treated and respected and it's great I'll, I'll see if i can find that um speech and, and I'll, I'll give it a watch and if i can share it i'll share it and you know let's let's spread that message as well is is amazing if, of course dom it makes me cry so for people that for, for our new <laughs> here we go <laughs> for our new listeners that you know you're now just getting to know dom and i so uh i cry at things all of the time and dom cries at nothing he is the iron man he is the tin man uh but he is actually yeah it's funny because you are one of the most loving people i know um but so it's not that you're soulless but you just don't you just don't cry i just it's because it's fiction i i don't i don't feel the need to cry at it would you cry at a documentary then? Probably not. <laughs> what about black? What about Blackfish? I've I've seen Blackfish about fifteen times. I li- I Have lit- you really? I literally used to say to people, I, I when it when it was first on Netflix, I watched it. I couldn't believe it. I watched it again. I then told absolutely everyone I knew to watch it. I then watched it with them, just because I was just <laughs> uh, amazed by it. I used to just tell everyone to watch it and be like, I watch it with you. I've seen it so many times. No, I didn't cry at all. No crying okay well, firstly i realized that there are many more documentaries about many things that you know are like human based and picked, about horrible whales <laughs> yeah i've seen to i went i defaulted to whales there um but that's funny that you say that because i've i haven't seen it 15 times i've probably at least seen it five or six i was obsessed with it i've i the the footage in it that gets me every time is when uh 
the whale keeps taking the the bald diver to the bottom. Yes, and he and he's trying to stay as calm as possible, but he just keeps getting yeah. pulled in, and he's just like, yeah, crazy, scary. He's is like doing the sort of hyperventilating to get the like air deeper in his lungs, and he's just like at the bottom of like an eighty foot tank for like a few minutes at a time. It's just holding him there by his foot and staring at him. Yeah, like uh, that must. It's like when yeah. he eventually gets to that platform and he gets up to try and run, and his leg is just destroyed, but he's he yeah. like manages to crawl away in the end, doesn't he? Yeah, I, terrifying. I mean, yeah, terrifying, but. Don't put a fucking whale in a tank. Yeah. You douchebag. Exactly. Don't, <laughs> like, don't breed them in captivity and make them all like psychotic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't mean I want people to die, but just learn. Let's learn. That's all we this. ask. Just learn, everyone. Learn. Just learn. <laughs> just learn. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh, go at a right angle and hit back at prison break. Well, it related to Prison Break because the whales were imprisoned. They were. Okay. Fair they enough. had to Michael Schofield their way out. <laughs> Tunneling. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Hang on. So just to give a little bit more context to our podcast structure. So we will, correct me if I'm wrong, Dom, but we'll do uh, every episode of Prison Break. We will cover it here each with one podcast episode. And then every four episodes, every four we will do a bonus episode about the show as a whole and we play little games and we have listeners on and those bonus episodes will be exclusive on our Patreon. So we are part of 1030 Productions Podcast Network, which is Dom and I, and we have this Fox River Prison Break podcast, Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, and then the Mighty 90s, which is a movie based podcast that is exclusive on patreon and it's part of our community so if you sign up for our patreon which is two dollars a month and we'll give um, more information about that later on in the podcast episode you get access to all of our podcasts as a whole so this ravens mighty 90s it's all a package under 1030 productions it's called 1030 productions because dom and i as kids when Dom would come and sleep over at my house, my parents would say, if you want to put a movie on or a TV show or something, the latest you can put it on is at what time, Dom? 10.30. So we would wait to the very last minute uh, and then go and grab all of our Doritos and snacks and sweets and whatever. And then at 10.30, we'd put on the film, put on Die Hard or The Mighty Ducks or, you know, whatever. And uh, and then we would try and stay up all night secretly burning things under lamps and playing Grand Theft Auto on the PlayStation <laughs> 1. <laughs> a much better time. <laughs> a much more simple time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, GTA on the PlayStation 1. What a dream. <laughs> An absolute dream. <laughs> So is that pretty much it? Should we dive in? What do you think? I think that's it. I think we need to now dive into the episode. Take us away, my friend. Let's let's do this. So firstly, I'm going to say the episode was put up for an award for best editing. So there's like editorial awards. And uh, it was it was this particular episode. So the pilot was put up for an award for 
best one hour show on commercial TV uh, for like for best editing, but it just missed out. It just lost to Lost. Oh, so every, the the first episode of Lost actually beat it ever so slightly to uh, to this, which is another show that you love. I do. Well, so Prison Break came first. I watched that first, and then I was put on to Lost uh, by by uh, a friend of ours, uh, Dave, and uh, he was like, "Oh, you got to watch this show." And I remember because I was like, "Dave, you want to come out?" And he was like, "No, I'm watching Lost." Like, What's Lost? <laughs> And he was like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I need to watch this then. Uh, and I watched that first episode and was like, wow. And then that's a whole separate thing because Lost is, like, is another show that I absolutely love. And I would love to do a podcast on at some point because it is the best. Um have you seen you've seen have you seen Lost? You've seen the first season of Lost? Again, I've seen I've seen a fair bit of Lost, but not all the way through. Oh man, would you ever be down to do a Lost podcast? I'll say it here, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's move on from that. Let's get back to Prison Break. This is this is why the people are here. This is what the people want to hear. Yes. This is why we're here. We are in well, Fox River. Uh, we're locked in. Yes. Well, <laughs> I was just going to say this is trivia on on Prison Break. Um is that I don't know if you know, but originally Prison Break was put out to be like a eight or ten mi- episode miniseries, like a one-off. Did you know this? I didn't know this. And do you know who they pitched it to and who they wanted to play the main role of Michael Schofield? Are you going to say Chad Michael Murray? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy. I don't. I don't think that would work. Um, he he couldn't have the tattoos. He couldn't cover up the CMM. That's, that's <laughs> his, his, his own initials. Yeah. No. Bruce Willis. No way. They wanted Bruce to do it. Um, and I'm guessing either he said no or, or schedule conflicts, or I'm not sure, but then developed it, developed it to be a, you know, a full-length season. But the first episode is so good. Like, as in it... It could be like a film, like it, it, like the that could be the first half of a film. It's pretty outstanding. I can't lie. It, yeah, let's let's get into it. <laughs> okay, so uh, we start off with um, Michael Schofield being tattooed, don't we? That's where mm-hmm. the episode starts. So the tattoo artist is like, "Wow, normally people come in and have this over a series of months, a series of sessions, and you've gone all in. You are getting everything done." And like even people getting a whole sleeve would take sometimes years to get that done. Yeah. But you've had your whole body tattooed and she wants to just sit there and look at it for a minute and kind of see what's going on. And he's like, I haven't really got time. He's so cool already. He's he's so mm. cool already. I can't I can't like just literally watching it straight away thinking this guy is so cool. I, I can't work it out. How does he manage it? Like all the characters from other shows that you watch, you like build up to them. I'm now like immediately thinking he is the coolest character on TV. I know it, it's you know what it is as well. You don't even see him at this point. You don't see what she's looking at. Looking at you just see her reaction, and it's his voice. It's so calm but smooth, and he's just like you're an artist, you know. And she's like, "Am I never going to see this again?" He's like, "More than likely, that's true." Like it's just all so 
He's so calm and assured, but not cocky, not arrogant, not smug. He's kind of just confident, but calm. Yeah, I fully agree. And I'm so glad. So a, a little bit of trivia on Wentworth Miller. He's so, so cool. This is, he, God, is so cool. I love him. Uh, if I could, like, choose to, to like, be reincarnated, I'd want to be reincarnated as Wentworth Miller. Uh, Wentworth Michael Murray. <laughs> Simon Wentworth Michael Murray Chad. Is that what your kid's going to be called? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Just throw them people in a blender and and let it be me. Um, <laughs> but it's everything. It's his voice. It's but right. So Wentworth Miller, he uh, was in his early thirties at this point. I think he's thirty two, thirty three in real life. He had been in a few things, but this is like his major, you know, break. But before, um, so they, they, he, I think he was the last person to be cast. Um, I believe that could be wrong, but they were con- the studio were concerned that he didn't have enough notoriety, so they pulled some strings and got him the sort of lead role in the Mariah Carey video for "We Belong Together." You know that song? Yeah, I do, yeah. And uh, do you remember the video? She's like about to marry some... Uh, she's about to marry Eric Roberts, is it? I Julia Roberts' brother? I can't remember, but now you've said that he's in the, a music video, it is sort of flashing back to me. Yeah, well, she then runs... She leaves him at the altar and runs off with Wentworth Miller. So my my wife is obsessed with Wentworth Miller just in, you know, in how beautiful he is um and has told me this several times and it's like i don't mind i'm obsessed with him as well like maybe you're both gonna run off with him works for me (laughs) everybody's happy uh, yeah Uh, um but yeah so there you go and and then here he is wow that's good good bit of trivia i like it are we going to, should we do like we do on our other podcast is where we, we pick a character and we go through their journey, the episode, and then we move on to our next character. And sometimes they double up and match up. We Should we just, should we stick with Michael on this? And then, yeah. and then we'll go, we'll touch on the others as we go through. Yeah, for sure. Some I think, so that is the structure that we always do. So it's always character driven. We select a character and then we go through their journey throughout the episode and then get to the next one. This one, we as much as we'll do that, it might be a little bit more difficult because the pilot is establishing new characters. But uh, yeah, sounds good. So where does Michael go to next? Is this back where he's at his apartment and he's got all of his plans on the wall? And he's he's trashing the whole lot. He's he's obviously got a he's got to hide what he's found, hasn't he? And mm-hmm. he needs to bin it all. And he removes his hard drive from his computer and like smashes it up a bit and. Th- throws it really I, I was expecting a slightly cooler throw but he gives it he gives it his all to throw it in the, the <laughs> river below and just like lobs it um because he's getting rid of any kind of evidence he's found or anything that he's been looking up which is still a bit it's a bit vague to me that it i haven't it didn't trigger a memory as to you know the importance of all of that obviously you see the picture of of the doctor that's in mm-hmm. the prison. I was like, oh yeah, obviously I know who she is. So he's obviously been doing his research on her and who she is and what she's about so that he can get in. There was a, the article about insulin 
mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So he obviously knows what he, you know, he he's kind of made up that he's diabetic and needs insulin, hasn't he? So that he has access to the doctor and the medical mm-hmm. bay, as it were. Um, so yeah, he he it, it literally goes immediately from being super cool getting tattooed like his entire body over and nothing like has phased him to then binning everything in his <laughs> in his apartment to then robbing a bank but being extra super cool when he robs the bank as well so cool and what a lovely suit yeah you talk about the suit <laughs> yeah go you, for the suit go go all in you, you 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 don't just pull off a suit like that so nonchalantly like a nice Sort of like a an off-white beige kind of suit, but nicely ironed. Like I, sometimes those suits can be a bit more linen-like, and then they can get very creased. Uh, there was no creases in sight, my friend. Not a crease in the house. He, you know, he just he was looking <laughs> suave when he was robbing that bank, wasn't he? I love it when he's like the vault, open it, and he's like. You uh, you have half a million dollars in your bag. Don't you want to go? And you can see he's very methodically firing the weapon twice. You know, so it's like he knows it's got to be a certain amount to get him a certain prison sentence or something like that. Is that what you thought? Yeah, he he. It's definitely calculated, isn't it? He immediately knows. Right, I need to shoot the gun, point the gun, demand that we open the vault because I want more, and then shoot the gun again. And then just wait. <laughs> and he had another gun. He had the, the two, didn't he? What mm-hmm. I loved as well is that the, uh, I suppose they call them bank tellers. Um, but the, the lady behind the counter was also super calm. <laughs> she just yeah. like, this ha- that I've, she, like, she's a seasoned banker. She's like, I've done this for 35, nearly 40 years. And a little guy like you coming in with your, your massive gun isn't going to scare me, demanding to get in the vault while the manager is at White Castle getting his little square uh, burgers. I love that. This has happened to me 8,000 times. I'm not phased. <laughs> Do you know, it's so funny as well because the White Castle thing, because uh, it's, so it's just uh, a few weeks before Christmas while we're recording this. And... Um, I have a Christmas tradition that involves White Castle. So for the last like eight or so years, every year when I'm wrapping my Christmas presents, I like that I'm giving the people, I do it while watching Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. It is not Christmas related in the slightest, but I've done it every year for about eight or nine years. That's that's a new one. Yeah, and my my wife and I went to New York last year for New Year's, and uh, we got a uh, an Uber to White Castle, which was because I had to go, which was like on like the other side. We ended up in like Harlem somewhere <laughs> in in White Castle, and we had a couple square burgers and left. Good times, very nice. So, but yeah, but he was there and getting his square burgers, and then. I liked how Michael, there's like a helicopter that comes down. He's like, drop the weapons. And he has both of the guns, drops them. But he almost like smiles a little bit. Like, well, he, he got like, what he wanted. Like the when the police turn up and the helicopter like drops into sight, he grins at the, the lady in the bank. There's a slight grin, isn't there? It's like Mona Lisa's smile, isn't it? It's just a slight grin. And there's always this like question, is she smiling or not? And he was definitely smiling a little bit. And he pulls out the other gun again, just very cool, holds them up in the air 
and uh, they they say it for the second time, like drop your weapons, and he's like, okay, he drops them, and then he's just like hands up, waiting to be whisked away, and then it it jumps quite quickly. So we go from tattoo to trashing his own apartment and getting rid of like any evidence he's found to the bank straight into a courtroom. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the courtroom. We're in we're in we're in prison within five minutes. And I love it. That's great. Uh, <laughs> there's no, there's no waiting around in Prison Break. I love it. it's full on adrenaline the whole time, just bam, bam, bam. Like it goes so quickly, and that's why so often. And I, I, I would binge watch this in you know my four, my four watches previous to this, and I'll be up and it's three in the morning, and I'm like, I have to watch one more. I have to watch one more. Like it's so. And I know you love that. You love a cliffhanger, don't you? I, I'm, but I'm the ultimate binge watcher. So I, I've now had to. This is another show. So this is on Netflix, and I'm watching it on Netflix. And Netflix just will come up with watch next episode, and it starts doing that loading bar, and I'm like, no, stop! I have to stop! I have to stop! So I've, I've actually stopped it, and I'm like, no, nope, not watching anymore until next week, and we get to record the next episode. So I'm now having to, uh, you know, really slow down my rate of watch on everything. That you know. So people that don't listen to our other podcasts won't know this, but I can binge watch a show super easy. I work full time. I work over my hours, you know, full time <laughs> continuously in, in uh, like food retail. It never ends at the moment, particularly in lockdowns and things like that. But I still manage to absolutely smash through a TV series. And um, we make a little joke that uh, on the other podcast that the nine seasons uh, on One Tree Hill, I would have finished by now. And we only really started <laughs> it in August. Uh, I would have I finished it like a month ago. I actually started watching um, like a Star Trek series and I'm on season like five now. And it has like 24 episodes a season and so on and so on. And I started just <laughs> after we started One Tree Hill. Oh, wow. I, I just literally just blitzed all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Prison Break is the ultimate, like, binge watching. And I think that's part of where it, what it evolutionized as well, is I don't think people really binge watched before. Like, they probably did, but it was the start of of what we have now. And I don't know whether that's a healthy thing to do or not. I mean, I love it, so you know if it's not healthy well then i am not healthy but... <laughs> okay so yeah he's in the courtroom and we're introduced to veronica at this point um who's playing his lawyer yeah what do you think of her robin tunney she's she's been in a lot she was in the craft mm. you seen the craft no. from like the late 90s um you know I witches and stuff i don't remember i, I remember it being out but i haven't seen it and she's been in she's been in some other things as well uh, did you recognize her oh yeah definitely yeah yeah straight away but i i, I, I recognized her from this as well because i have seen it before but i'd forgotten about her as well she again it was a character that hadn't stuck with me even though she's probably fairly central to it mm. um I, her protesting in the courtroom wasn't great was it she could have protested a little bit more and just been like, he is not of sound mind. He's stupid. He's, mm. done, he's literally done nothing wrong his entire life and then walked into a bank with a gun. Um, why is he going to like a maximum security prison? But she just kind of concedes. Because I think she's trying to work out what's going on with 
him because he's so again he's so cool in the courtroom <laughs> yeah. he's just so cool he's just sitting there like yeah yeah i'm fine yeah whatever yeah let's just send me to prison you just send me to prison now please i've got things i need to send do me in this, send, send me the supermax yeah <laughs> i need to go to supermax <laughs> fox river please <laughs> well she uh she sends him there fox river it's got to be the coolest name for prison ever. Like, I don't... It's so cool. Like, I, I was thinking about this, about how um, prison is kind of a... It's something that intrigues people, I think. Like, in terms of people that aren't being sent there. Like, I think if you're being sent there, I'm sure it doesn't intrigue you. You want to be as far away from it as possible. But I think that to the average person it's the idea of being in prison but being an innocent person and trying to break out of prison like being contained in somewhere and trying to escape that sort of challenge it's just a really interesting concept that i think will never get old like i think people do, do you know what i mean like like i've um i've been to alcatraz uh, in san francisco and it's got the famous prison escape and they talk about it on the tour and it's just so captivating um double entendre pun <laughs> um but it's um yeah did you know what i mean like it's so interesting yeah definitely you know films like escape from alcatraz and stuff are great as a clint eastwood film as well um which is mm-hmm. which is a brilliant brilliant film if you haven't seen it definitely go and watch it um, but all things like that, you know, and he's he's got himself into this situation where he needs to, you know, save his brother because he knows that his brother has been wronged and has been framed. So he gets himself put into prison to then work out how he's going to get him and his brother out. And, you know, yeah. anyone else he has to bring along the way. That's the difference, isn't it? Is that he's actually on purpose putting himself in prison to break someone else out where you know usually it's someone just breaking themselves out of prison uh and obviously the greatest example of that is Shawshank isn't it not of or breaking out of prison I mean not getting in to break someone else out yeah yeah absolutely um and uh, is it is it plainly obvious where this is set from in this first episode it's in Chicago. Yeah. I know that, but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's made obvious in the pilot. I don't know. The only thing that made it obvious to me was the the thing written on the floor, which I posted on Instagram. Um mm-hmm. because it's on the floor of the prison and it says it's never too late to mend, which is what's like plastered on the floor. And that's actually on the floor uh in Joliet prison in Chicago. So that was okay. that was the only thing that made it like immediately Chicago for me. Oh, nice! And not having any sort of extensive knowledge of, you know, the states or what Chicago looks like, but that was the only thing that, um, you know, made me go, "Oh, yes, yeah, okay, this must be set in Chicago." Then. Wow! Hey, you obviously do have knowledge because and it was I only freezing. Know it's in... <laughs> it looked like it was actually freezing, which you know, it was cold in Chicago, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's the only reason I know that it was in Chicago is because it's mentioned a lot, you know, later down down the road. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember the trivia on it, but I believe that that is like a real prison. And I think they paid 
some of the inmates that you know that are background performers and extras in it are actual like inmates in the prison okay um or like or people like must be like minimum security inmates or or they're like ex ex convicts that are like out you know and they're like but I, i know there's some like authenticity to it um so because when we get to the prison that's something that it always has stuck with me of like this looks really real <laughs> like yeah. not that i know what prison looks like at all in the slightest but it does it looks like oh this is not where you want to be yeah absolutely i i would not want to be in that prison <laughs> at all <laughs> well b- before he gets to prison when we're in the courtroom we're also introduced to lj um, who may look familiar to you, Dom, because he was in the Bruce Willis movie Hostage. Do you remember that? That was around the same sort of time, like 2004, 2005. Yeah, I remember the film. Yeah, I can't remember him in it. Is it he plays Bruce he, Willis's son? No, he's... Oh. Um, do you remember that there's... Oh, Bruce Willis is the... Brief... Is he the copper that has to get he, into the house or... That's it. He yeah. has to get in and there's three uh, like teenagers that take these rich like kids hostage in their yeah. own house and he's he's like the younger brother of uh of, of the people he's like the good one of it actually <laughs> um well you know he's like peer pressured into it but yeah and he is michael's nephew and uh he's upset because uncle mike's going to the clink <laughs> <laughs> uncle mike's gonna be on the inside yeah then we get to we get to prison and this is where michael's being like processed yeah it was that interesting double door situation that was happening you mean people going through there there was like in the door shut the door they bang on the wall and they come out the next door but it was like just like a i don't know whether it was like a shower thing or a yeah, I didn't know. Because they were making or them like, scan or like something. figuring them off, getting there, yeah, scanning them, going, put your your prison like whites on or your blues, and then they were sitting waiting to talk to whoever. I can't remember his name now. Bellic. Um, Bellic, that's it. I had it in my head, and he, it's our first introduction to him, isn't it? He's a great. He's a great actor. He's a great character. Like uh, straight away, is like the um, what does he call it? Is it the Two Commandments? Yeah, he says he, he asked him if he's like a religious man, and he's like, no, not really. He's like, well, if you you were, there's no Ten Commandments here, just two. And he asks what they are. Like, the, what's the first one? He said the first one, you've got nothing coming, nothing coming to you. And the second one is see the first one. See Commandment One. Yeah. He's like, got. He's like, got it, boss. It's like, <laughs> I'm trying to fly under the radar, and he's like, you're talking out the side of your neck. And I thought this was a good moment because Michael's like, what? <laughs> and it's just like, Are you being a smart ass. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm just trying to fly under the radar. But I thought that was good because Michael's being a bit confident here, but actually he doesn't know this life. You know, he doesn't know what that sort of slang terminology means because actually he's, he's not a criminal. You know what I mean? He's not actually a convict. He's he's putting that on as a facade. Yeah, he's not been to prison before. He's not 
committed a crime before we find out very early that he's a structural engineer um and he you know works hard for a living and he's you know dedicated to what he does and then all of a sudden you know he's just in this world where this guard is just not going to like you just for being an inmate just there's just it doesn't matter who you are what you are what you say what you don't say he's just not going to like you because that's the way these forces work isn't it in this sort of program is you have your prisoners you have your guards and they hate each other that's that's the rules Mm. well Sucre who we'll talk about later he even says they're the biggest gang in the prison is the the guards yeah absolutely and you know he's probably right they're the ones with the guns and the sticks and the you know the the handcuffs and all the kickings (laughs) yes (laughs) Or do we then move to Michael's in his cell and we get introduced to his cellmate, Sucre? Uh, but, but before that, everyone's calling him Fish. Uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't sure whether this is like new fish in a, in a pond, in the pond sort of thing, if that's the whole point of it. That's exactly what it is. So, all right, okay, cool. It's like they see the, the prison is like the fish tank and they're the new fish coming in. So when do you, when are you not a fish anymore? Will we discover then, that later on? Well, I think it's when the next new fish come in. Okay, so as soon as there's a new set of fish, you're no longer a fish. Exactly. And, and get, I think you it's get because... another cool nickname then. <laughs> like T-Bag. Frog. You're a frog now. <laughs> yeah. the, Tadpole. The, uh, the, I think it's that some fish, if they get introduced into a pond or a fish tank or whatever, some get eaten, don't they? By like the other fish. And, you know, yeah, it's sort of survival of the fittest. So maybe it's some of that, which is evidence because moving in is one of the new uh, inmates or whatever, and they get stabbed in the, you know, in the middle of the... And the guy that is playing the person that got stabbed does a really good job because he sort of wails in pain and it feels really, like, real. Like, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing out of fear in case this (laughs) happens to me. (laughs) You even looked around you then. (laughs) Make sure there's no one else with you. My wife's coming down the stairs with a shank. (laughs) It's the perfect time. (laughs) Get him. And then Sucre has the great line of what, Dom? Is it welcome to Prisneyland, fish? Yeah, <laughs> I love that line. Well, good line, really good line. I, uh, I quite this introduction to his cellmate was very, very easy because he kind of says to him, Sucre kind of just says to him, "Just sit down and you know, don't, don't get involved." Serve your time. Yeah, just yeah. just sit down and shut up, sort of thing, isn't it? There's no point. It's almost like he's saying, "There's no point watching out there and hoping because you're just going to be looking at the same." set of bars and walls for the next five years just you know just chill out mate and there's um there's a bit where he helps him write a letter as well is that a bit later on yeah a bit later on with the i'm one syllable sucre <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which I thought Love, was a really good hate <laughs> well the he lucked out didn't he with his cellmate like as in it's like yeah i'd, I'd like I'd like him to be my cellmate. He seems cool. Like, we could be friends. This is going to be all right. Yeah. And they walk around the yard together as well. And he's like, there's my new celly. <laughs> Do you know what I love? I think that's the next bit. Do you know what I love about that? Is it really reminded me of that bit in the movie Clueless? And they're like, here's the dogs over here. And here's the cheerleaders here. And it's like, 
These people have the weights, the weight yard. These people have like the bleachers. These people have whatever. And then he gets introduced to um, wholesale. Who's the get anything? Who's the guy who just get you anything? Yeah, absolutely anything you want. And they have a little like, like to and fro, don't they? Yeah, and he's like, "Get off of my jacket, or I'm gonna bust." I'm going to bust your grape or something. And it's like, you couldn't bust a grape with a set of cleats on. You know, <laughs> cleats are like football boots, I think. Yeah. What they yeah, call. yeah. I think they wear them in like baseball and stuff, don't they? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. basically shoes with like spikes in, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it was all, it was all friendly though. It seems like Sucre kind of knows people. He's kind of cool. Um, Prison band. Yeah, he is. <laughs> prison banter the, we'll call it the prison the prison banner <laughs> that's that's our new coined phrase today prison banter <laughs> i'm just in prison having a bit of banter with the guys it's all friendly <laughs> someone got stabbed it's fine it's you all know, good it's all good it's prison banter <laughs> it's prisony land you know just <laughs> space mountain you know it's fine but the at this point michael's sort of scanning around the prison yard and he drops a magazine down the drain he's starting to it's beginning it, it started straight away as well i was like because i watched him drop it and i thought oh again i couldn't remember any of this it's been so long so he drops the magazine on top of the vent and i'm thinking oh maybe he needs to look down the vent to see kind of what's happening down there and what's changed since the place was built or what's different on the blueprints in case anything isn't right. And then he drops a magazine down the little gap. And I'm like, oh, oh, he's dropped, <laughs> he's dropped it down there. So he's done that for a reason. And I'm like, is it, <laughs> is it directional flow of the water? Is it, does he need to stop something from coming through? I don't know. What's happening? What? I need to watch the next 40 episodes to find out what the hell happens. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I like how it's just like, in, go straight away you you don't need an explanation yet you will get that soon that's exactly how that feels it's like i already want to watch the next one and it's so important that wentworth miller or michael schofield's character was cast right because if you got the wrong person in that character it's over because you you have to be invested in in how they're operating and it's even the way you drop the magazine so nonchalant it's just "Eh." and then he sort of puts it down he's scanning the yard we see he sees um Wes Morland or DB Cooper. The, you know, he's saying he's DB he's not DB Cooper. The guy, you know, he's got the cat. And then I think is this the moment where he says, I'm looking for someone, Lincoln Burroughs. And they're like, Oh, you mean Link the Sink? He's like, Is that is that what they're calling him these days? He's like, Yeah, they come at you of everything but the sink. For that's good nicknames, more prison banter. Yeah, prison bands. <laughs> Let's get in some prison bands. <laughs> I would hope to have a cool prison name. What do you think your prison name would be? Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe that's something we need to to think about. Prison names. Yeah. What would yours be? I'd be, I'd be concerned. I've got. I've got a funny run. I was thinking, what if they make you run in there? And I, my, I, my, my left arm sort of is uncoordinated to the rest of my body. Um, my wife's, 
My wife says it sticks out a lot when I play football, like it's very evident. But when I play basketball, it actually helps me, kind of works as a shield. <laughs> so I don't know, I'd be concerned that because there's a lot of basketball there in, in prison and, you know, it's a sport that I enjoy. So I'd want to get involved. Um, but I'd be, maybe they'd call me like, you know, strange, strange arm sigh or something or like... Uh, <laughs> The one arm bandit. I don't know. Like, does your name? Does your prison name have to rhyme? Maybe. Maybe. I'll think about it. What would yours be? Dom the con. That sounds like condom. Condom. <laughs> You'd be condom. That's just horrible. That is horrendous. I want. I want that stricken go, from the go, record, Your Honor. Go, go see condom. He'll hook you up with all the condoms from, from commissary. He's got. He's got. You got you hooked up. They for, call him Jurex for your conjugal, Trojan. Your conjugal visits. They'd call you Trojan. That's what they'll call you, Trojan, because you're. Yeah, not your condom. Not because I'm like I'm a hidden warrior. Because I I can get them Johnnies. <laughs> Yeah, they call you Johnny Trojan. Johnny Trojan. Johnny. That's a that's a dope name. That's you. Can you come up with one for me? I gave you one. You're Johnny Trojan. <laughs> this is horrendous. That's a cool prison name. Um. Firstly, if you're enjoying, I'm gonna give you some time, Dom. Think okay. it over. Firstly, if you're enjoying this episode and you want to leave us a review, if you can somehow put in Johnny Trojan <laughs> into the review, that would be really appreciated. You could win a Chad hilarious. Michael Murray mask. <laughs> we will do giveaways as we get through into this. Also, just as a, a release schedule, uh, so we're releasing this episode before Christmas just so that they're, you know, to sort of build up some hype. But when we come back in January... We will be releasing once a week, every week. So you'll get an episode once a week. There will be a one-week early release access on our Patreon. Link for Patreon is in the description. Uh, but we'll give more information about that later in the podcast episode. And Dom, I was thinking, do you think we release our Ravens podcast on a Tuesday? So maybe should we release this on like a Thursday or something? What do you think? Yeah, that sounds sounds like a good idea. Cool. Excellent. So do I have a prison name yet? You, you don't have a... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> wow, I could be like the one-arm charm. Or the one-arm charm. Simon the Pieman. Pies. Psy. Psy pie. All right, well, I'll leave it to you, Dom. You come up with it. Maybe let me know on the next episode. But in the meantime, you are Johnny Trojan. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure how happy I am about that. Do you know what's funny? You're JT, which is they're, they're my initials. <laughs> so. My last name initials. Anyway, right. So he looks for Lincoln, and he says, "They say, why do you want to find him so much? Why, Dom? Because he's my brother. The Love reveal. It. The reveal. Straight away." straight away so good so good is that when we have a little flashback as well there's a little flashback of when he first goes to visit him in prison isn't there uh, yeah we might be getting some of this now out of order but yeah he does and he believe he's saying he doesn't believe lincoln that is innocent yeah there's a lot of tears isn't there that's good crying 
Good. So you Don believes Chad Michael Murray is not a good crier. Do you think Wentworth Miller is a good crier? Wentworth Miller is a good crier. So far, good crier. Good actor. You you like his performance? Very much so. I think that um so Dominic Purcell plays um Lincoln Burroughs. He is Australian in real life. Um and is white a white caucasian man and wentworth miller is of mixed heritage um and is american but i believe he was born in the uk i think he was born in the uk and then like moved over to america when he was like a baby or very young but he has he has mixed mixed heritage um so you know they're they're brothers but they're also not really brothers (laughs) from another mother yeah they, <laughs> yes they have uh i think that's probably why they keep both of their hair short all of the time you know it's like so that they have the same haircut so they're brothers fair enough different surnames same haircut yeah <laughs> but i really like them as brothers um and i believe they're like which is funny because one tree hill is about a set of brothers and Prison Break is about a set of brothers. So there you go. <laughs> you love it. You're just going to throw in the connections to Wondery Hill, aren't you? Symmetry. Symmetry. <laughs> so we know that at this point that Lincoln is in prison because he killed the vice president's brother. Another, That's another link to brothers. <laughs> and that's put him on death row. Um, what do we get next? Do we get Michael getting his first um, introduction with the Doctor? Yes. So he meets Sarah for the first time and he tries to sort of strike up a conversation with her, doesn't he? She kind of mm-hmm. tries to make it as casual as possible because he's still, I think, again, she anyone that she sees in there is a convict to her. And we'll probably be trying all sorts of things on with her, you know. Oh, hey, Doc, you know, you and me kind of thing. And it's just like, <laughs> shut up, you horrendous convict. Just let me inject you and fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah. But with him, he's, he again, like we said from the beginning, he's not in that mode. He's not in the prison world. He doesn't stick with the lingo. And he comes across as quite intelligent and articulate. And it almost surprises her. It's mm. almost like quite a shock because... Um, there's something he mentions um, and she's like oh I wrote about that in her like thesis or something like that is that right yeah she's the Gandhi quote she's, yeah she says um, oh, I wrote he, he says be the change you want to see in the world and she's like oh I wrote that in my yearbook and he was like oh that was you I thought that was Gandhi <laughs> yeah exactly which is a great great little comeback line as well um, what do you think of the Doctor? What do you, do you remember? Is she in it all the way through? Or am I allowed to say these things? Or, or are we, uh, what, what are actually maybe what are our rules? Maybe this we stick with podca- we stick with no spoilers. We we said would be no spoilers, so I think we need to stick with that. Okay, okay. this is this is your this is your party. It's your barbecue. <laughs> I love the way the burgers taste. I just the square you know, ones. So it's yeah. It's the little square ones. <laughs> um, 
Well, what did I think of her? Yeah, I think I think she's good. I think she's a good actress. Uh, Sarah Wayne Callies, I think. I might be pronouncing her last name wrong. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we spoke about this off microphone. I think she was in The Walking Dead. She was in Colony. She's been in a few things. Um, yeah, I think she's good. Very good. Yeah, she does it well. And in her second scene was, was like a really good scene as well because she... Um, comes back uh, with some information that kind of it gives the audience that little bit of information but also she's gone and like researched Michael Schofield because he's like oh you've been kind of looking me up have you sort of thing and she's like well you know mm-hmm. I need to check these things out but he, um, she questions his diabetes so you definitely type mm-hmm. one diabetes like all my life which means that he has to have insulin injected Um which will make him very, 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 very ill if he doesn't do something about <laughs> it and quickly because it will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We even see well, yeah, him he needs... like shaking, don't we? He's already got like something wrong with him. It's already taken effect. So he has to go mm. and see his uh, um, inmate convict, you know, pharmacist that's <laughs> in the yard. C-note. Yeah, he has to go and see him to get something to counteract the insulin that is being put in his body. Yeah, Pugnac, it's called. And he's and C note saying, "Why do you why do you need that if you can get it, you know, over the counter? You can get it from, you know, the infirmary or whatever." And he said, "Well, I need it because they're already giving me the insulin shots." <laughs> and he's kind of like laughing while he's saying it. And uh, and then C note saying, well, I'll get it for you, you know, with the money, obviously, but you have to tell me why you want to keep going up there. Like he's in, he's intrigued, isn't he, or inquisitive or curious? And he says, I, I like the ambiance, <laughs> <laughs> and it makes him laugh. They <laughs> just they just start laughing. <laughs> it's prison bands. But that is... <laughs> It's the best kind of banter, really, <laughs> it's a isn't it? prison banter, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Trojan. <laughs> Stay away from Johnny. He's a... Anyway. anyway. Um, uh, we also, in the background of this, we have Veronica in her apartment with her fiance who definitely waxes his chest <laughs> there wasn't a single hair on those nipples am i right silky smooth right there <laughs> you could you could grease him up and throw him down the, the lane at a bowling alley <laughs> and you get a strike every time there's no friction there oh wow is greasing him up prison pants <laughs> <laughs> that's prison bands yeah <laughs> bowl with him strikes that's what they had called him they had called him they called him a turkey because you could get three strikes in a row <laughs> um but he's concerned veronica i'm not sure whether this is the the actress in real life or this is a character choice uh, but veronica constantly has her mouth open close <laughs> Close your mouth. You're going to get dehydrated. You're going to have bad breath. Take a sip of water. Brush your teeth. Close your mouth. (laughs) Not a fan? Not a fan. (laughs) Your breath smells. 
close your mouth. Shut your mouth, Veronica. Shut your mouth. I, I, I can't lie. I can't lie. I find her so annoying <laughs> the whole way through. Oh, really? I'm not a fan. It doesn't detract from the show at all. Um, but she's not. She's my least favorite character for sure. Most of the time, when it's scenes with her, I'm like, "Get me back to the prison. <laughs> Get me back inside." What did you think of her? Um, not a great deal, to be honest. I think it takes a while for her to realize what Michael is saying, isn't it? Because he turns around and says to her, "It's all a, it's all a fit up." Uh, you know, I've, I've kind of realized so that's the reason i've got to go inside isn't it he he makes that very clear to her and she's like don't be ridiculous you know he's he's done what he's done and he needs to face the crime but we we find out very early on that 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 she's known them for a very long time both of them so Mm. she's obviously got a very close relationship with with michael and lincoln so you know it's I, i i don't know what that relationship is i can't remember but there's obviously a history there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really, uh, there wasn't a massive amount f- from her other than when she finds, she's the one that finds out that the bishop has been killed. Because the bishop is like, yes, still saying he doesn't want this guy to be executed, even though Lincoln has supposedly killed the vice president's brother and he won't put his like seal of approval on it because it's against his beliefs and he doesn't believe in it Mm -hmm. so um you know at the moment it looks like the secret service have come and killed him that's how it looks yeah because he's visited by the the secret service agents isn't he yeah yeah exactly so and they're important to so there's kind of like there's two stories going on you've got the story in the prison and then outside of the prison, you've got Veronica and you've got these two, yeah, like special agents that are kind of keeping the conspiracy under wraps. If there is a conspiracy, we don't know at this point. But, <laughs> you know, they're doing something under, they're pushing things under the rug and Veronica is trying to pull up the rug. Yes, she is now realized that what Michael was saying before he went off to to the prison is is right and that there's a big cover up and there's something going on so this is what starts the the wheels really turning so already in our first episode we have a conspiracy we have somebody blamed for something they probably didn't do um we have uh the coolest character on tv (laughs) getting himself in prison just to help get this innocent man out of prison you know, rather than going down legal roads because the Secret Service are clearly involved in killing bishops. Um, <laughs> you, you know, the, there's so much that's already happened in this in this very first episode. Well, I think, yeah, well said, Johnny. We then get... <laughs> we then get to uh, Michael going over to John Abruzzi. I've got your name, Stray Arm Simon. Stray. Oh, stray arm for short. Could you just the stray? The stray. We'll call you the stray. Do you the like stray. it? I like it. I think full, na- arm. full name stray arm Simon. Stray arm <laughs> and sometimes the stray. There you go. That's you. <laughs> well, I, could it also sometimes just be the arm? The arm. <laughs> I like that. 
Johnny and the Stray. <laughs> We're like a shit band. A prison band. <laughs> so much prison banter. <laughs> oh, good times. Love well, it. so Michael asks Sucre and says, I need to I need to get on uh oh, he says about when can he speak to Lincoln? And he says, oh, he doesn't, he's the most dangerous man in this prison because he's got nothing to lose. So the only thing he gets let out of his cell for is to do PI, which is prison industries, which is, you know, being employed around the prison. So how do I get on PI? You're not going to get on PI. John Abruzzi runs PI. John Abruzzi, John Abruzzi? Yeah, John Abruzzi, John Abruzzi. (laughs) You have to say his name twice. He's like Beetlejuice. I love John Abruzzi, proper mob boss. So he goes over to John, and now that he's this guy, um, I forget his name in real life, but he is famous actor. He was in, uh, he was the crazy Russian in Armageddon that's up in the satellite. He's the guy in Jurassic Park two that gets eaten by the little dinosaurs. Like you recognised him? Uh, yeah, it's Peter Stormare, isn't it? He's um, that's it. Yes, he's the guy. Is he? He's the one. Is he in Minority Report as well? He's the one that takes Tom Cruise's eyes out. Yes, the eye and changes his eyes. He's the weird eye doctor. He always plays like crazy characters. Uh, he's great. He's a great actor. Yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, so Michael goes over to him and he's just like, doesn't even say hi. He says, "I want you to hire me for PI." He's like, "Okay," and then uh, he gives him <laughs> like, "Fuck off, fish." He give, <laughs> Yeah, and then he gives him the paper crane, the little origami crane. He's like, I think you're going to change it, change your mind. And what does he say, Dom? I can't remember. He says, oh, yeah, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he he's quite relentless with it, isn't he, Schofield? I mean, he's like, no, no, you'll, you'll definitely change your mind. I have no doubt. And he's like, oh, shut up. And his goons sort of get up and tell him to fuck off, don't they? And like, get rid of it and he throws the <laughs> prison bants the prison bants he throws the origami we'll say swan but it's clearly a duck away <laughs> um and that goes down that little tunnel doesn't it as well it does and then a little a little bit later or we might be getting the chronology wrong but we see in like a butcher's slaughterhouse type place um we've got the mob bosses there and uh, they're looking at uh, something that has been sent, and it's Fibonacci, who's the guy that's testifying against John Abruzzi, um, and someone's found him. And then later, the guy, the mob boss, calls John and says, yeah, we f- someone's found him, and all we know is that there's a little paper crane. At this point, Michael is talking to Wes Morland and he's quizzing him to try and catch him out to see if he's D.B. Cooper. Now, Dom, did you know that this D.B. Cooper story is a true story? Uh, I knew it was a true story, but I'm not quite sure what the story is. Like, jumped out of an airplane with a load of money or something like that. Basically, yeah. I think he robbed a bank and then he like got took it in the plane and then parachuted out of a plane with it um but then i think like broke his legs uh when he landed but managed to stash the money somewhere and then went to prison and then you know denied it forever and i don't really know the rest of the story i'm guessing the point is that maybe eventually he got out of prison 
and had the money or he didn't i don't know but this is based on a true story in real life that michael's trying to catch him out with it and he's like your wife and he's like you mean you mean mary ann he's like no you mean ann or you know, he's clearly done his research I mean, what did you think of that whole introduction it was really good when he's um he's sitting there saying oh, I, I knew your wife we we talked together or something like that was is that what they did mm-hmm. and he said oh you mean wendy or something like, exactly like you said and he's like oh no i think you mean Anne." and he's like oh you taught at east something and he's like no i think you mean west so he's like okay enough of the tests so, you know you've passed this test you are who you say you are you obviously do know this person so let's let's have a little talk we talk about the cat mm-hmm. the cat is called i can't remember what the cat wasn't a cat called. oh Mar- Mar- marlin or Mar- marlin sure marion can't remember. <laughs> his, but he's only allowed her because they're, he's the only one because she's original or something. Like she's old from when. Like back in the day when. Convicts were allowed. When convicts were allowed, like, yeah, pets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's still got his cat friend. That's cool. I like that. Fair enough. Um, But they. It gets interrupted because John's coming over with his goons. And I like this line where Morlin says. I put some grass under under him if I was you, you know, like get <laughs> moving. Go, yeah. And he does. He's like, I'm out. I've seen this. I've seen this rodeo before. Get running like old stray arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use that stray <laughs> before Johnny Chosen gets you. Oh, that's a... <laughs> um, and then John saying. Like, they're going to rough him up, aren't they, basically? And Michael says, if they come at me, John, I'm coming for you. And uh, he kind of laughs it off. They hit Michael, but Michael gets a shot off on John. It looks like it floored him. It looks like he took him down. Yeah, he he hits back. He, yeah, I think he might have knocked him over. But then he gets, like, socked to death. <laughs> <laughs> we, we laugh because, you know, prison bands. But are you saying that? What do you think? Was there like rocks in a sock? It's going to be like and soap. To the ribs. It'd be like soap in a sock, isn't it? And they're just battering him with, with this white sock. Why is this so funny to you, Dan? What's wrong with you? <laughs> what has prison done to you? Prison changed you, Johnny. <laughs> but then it gets broken up because the guards uh, shoot like at the at the ground, um, and then well before this, so. Michael has an audience with the Pope. So we meet the warden whose name is Pope, Warden Pope. How cool is that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I was kind of hoping he'd have a massive hat. (laughs) (laughs) The warden's cool. I like the warden. He's like, first, they have their first meeting and he's sort of being like, what is a structural engineer doing in here? So on and so forth. And then says, hey, look, I'm building a Taj Mahal for my wife. We've been married for 39 years. She's never complained. It's hard to be married to someone in corrections. But, you know, I need help with it. He says, I wouldn't wish you know. it on anyone as well. Mm. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. But Michael says no, because he's got things to do. Um, and later, when after this fight, he gets taken to the warden's office. And the warden's saying he's going to give him 90 days in the shoe wow 90 days in isolation uh, that's just that's just nuts 
That would be every episode of of this series. <laughs> it would be it'd be the end. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it's just stayed in there. <laughs> but then Michael says, "But what about the Taj? I'm more used to you here, and you need me because it, otherwise it will never be properly propagated." He's got like leverage now, hasn't he? But as soon as he mentions it, it's like the warden forgets the whole or the, the shoe. Sorry. And it's just like, mm. oh, okay, what what does that mean? What do I need to do? You know, come on, help me, help me sort of thing. So he's just like, that's his in. But I think, do you think he refused initially? One, because he's got things to do, but also he wants to keep his head low. He doesn't want all the other inmates to be going, you know, oh, you're the the warden's bitch, basically, and we're mm. going to kick the crap out of you. Or they'll have expectations from him to be able to get them things because he has this relationship with the warden. Yeah, I think all of that. I think he just uh, he's looking to just get in, get out, and not be noticed, really. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I think all of those reasons. Yeah. Wants to stay on the on the DL. On the DL for sure. Prison bans. Um, prison ban hashtag prison bans. Um, and then we get to Lincoln in the in the church. And he sees Michael for the first time. That's a great shot and a great reaction of the shock. And Michael says, I'm going to get you out. Um, He's saying it's impossible. Michael says, not if you design the place. Uh, And then is that pretty much it? Will you get to the end? And that's where Michael's uh, there at the end of P.I., and Michael and Lincoln saying, how are you going to do it? It's impossible. And he's saying, well, he's like, you need money. And he's like, sort of looks over at, a, at uh, Wes Morland and saying, we got it. And he's like, you need people that can make you disappear when you're out. And he sort of looks at John Abruzzi and he's like, we have it. Just these people just don't know it yet. <laughs> and he's like, but how are you going to get them out? And he's like, well, you know, I've got the blueprints. And he takes his shirt off and then he's like, what is all of this? And then the camera does the, you know, the effect comes on of showing like the blueprints on his back. It's so good. <laughs> and then that comes to the end. I love that scene. How good is that for an ending of the first episode? It is so good. So clever as well. Really, really, really good. And the fact that you, you see the tattoo and it's like a, it's almost like a gargoyle or like a devil or something like that on his on his chest and and you're like oh my god wow that's that's like amazing on his sort of stomach sorry you know that is an amazing tattoo and then he's like oh no look a little bit harder isn't he you know look look further in and you then you start seeing all the lines come up and like waving through and it it does look pretty amazing it's really impressive and that effect still holds up i mean it's almost like i wish that people knew nothing and imagine if you watched that episode completely blind i don't think you would have got that that's what the tattoos were until the end because that comes it in at the beginning but then you don't, it doesn't have any reference until that part at the end that's like a sort of a mind melting ender to the episode absolutely like it's just it was quality wasn't it um what i was surprised about is could uh lincoln see that as well Mm. I can't yeah, imagine I that know. he was part of that world so I think it's kind of Michael's like well I can see it and that's all that needs to happen is that I can find a way to you and get you out and I can find a way to get us both out so don't don't worry about it you know I've got this I've got it covered 
and he's got yeah. you, you know and it's clear just from that moment that one scene at the end where he's you know taking his clothes off that he has all these plans he just knows what he's doing he's in that prison you, you know with connections that they don't even know they have yet mm-hmm. you know and it, yeah and uh, you know he's gone and done a bit of private investigating and found this person that you know is it john abruzzi do you say is, is looking for mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and he, Fibonacci, yeah. yeah and he's immediately you know uh got that connection and that link and he's he's earned himself a, a job you know doing a bit of painting in the prison and he, he you know he's just he's so smart already so cool so smart ready for action what a great first it's episode. so good great first episode i mean is that have we covered everything i feel like we've got pretty much everything we we didn't really talk about the secret service guy that much mm-hmm. so that he's the one that's talking about the execution date isn't it and his little yeah his little pal comes in he's like, like in in like a month's time this will all be over yeah so that like immediately it's all like a bit you know fishy and undercover and who's done it and are they involved and the the bishop they they kind of go for the bishop's sounds a bit weird but they go for the bishop's blessing to execute um <laughs> and he won't give it he's like no I, I stand by my principles and stuff like that and then they play the old tax swindle card don't they you know oh, it'd be a shame you've done this for such a long time and you're 62 and you're not really going to be able to do anything else with your life but hey if this came out and you ended up you know in prison or being kicked out of the church or something like that when you're going to struggle aren't you and they mm. all, like threaten him but then it goes that one step further and he gets killed in his bed at night you know he goes hey who is that and wakes up and he looks and then it's just the the barrel of a silencer in his face yep and then yep. and then that's it it's game over for him yeah that's all she wrote for the bishop yeah <laughs> It's really good because it shows there's this whole other side that's happening. It's not just the prison escape. There's also this whole other side outside of the prison and it's kind of part of a larger story. Um, Yeah, I think it's amazing on all parts. I, I think this pilot and, and the pilot for Lost, so it's funny that you mentioned that earlier, are, in my opinion the two best pilots of a TV show that I have ever seen. Like in terms of seeing something and being like, I I, I am fully invested and love this. And you, I've only seen 40 minutes, you know? So, yeah. So do we, is there anyone we need to cover? Do we need to talk about uh, Lincoln a bit more? Is there anyone we've kind we of missed talk- out? I think... I think that's pretty much it because I think in the first episode we're kind of just establishing people and we've established Michael, Lincoln, Sucre, Abruzzi, Wes Moreland, Sarah, Sarah, the Doctor, There's the Pope. Lincoln's son, actually, he gets in trouble, doesn't he, with the police? Oh, yes. For the drug yes. Yeah, good memories. Yeah, LJ picks up some weed. We meet, uh, we meet his mum. We meet his mum. We the, meet the stepdad. There is a line in there which I'm going to spoil. I think I might have to spoil my favourite line. It's not a good Go first on. line, but it, it made me laugh. <laughs> Go and, on. and when uh, um, LJ says, oh, I don't have a dad or whatever, and the mum says, it wasn't immaculate conception, believe me. <laughs> like, imagine <laughs> saying that to your kid. <laughs> 
Like he pounded me, and you oh were born. <laughs> he gave me the night of my life. <laughs> he just he absolutely did... fucking ruined me. I told him to get a condom from Johnny Trojan, but he was out that day. He didn't have any supplies. Just straight on. Now was you're here. <laughs> now you're here, yeah. and you're selling drugs, you little shit, yeah. ruining your life. Dad's on death row. Oh god. Now you're. Yeah, I'm good. He's like, you need to go yeah. and see him. You need to go and see him. And he goes to see him, doesn't he? And he says, yes. and and he's quite honest, isn't he? He says, you know, you might not see me as your your father, and I suppose I've not really been a father. And we don't know why. We don't really know the the circumstances yet, do we? From this episode, he says, but you need to like do the right thing and do your homework and do this and do that. And he gets up and is like, oh, this is what a father son talks all about. Then is it? You know? And he kind of gets up and goes up. Oh, uh, in a month, I'm going to be dead. I went, and he says, "You're already dead to me." Ouch! Tough crowd, yeah. right there. T- tough, but also, you know, he's a teenager. His dad is on death row. He's obviously been through a lot. Um, you know, I think we can probably understand where the emotions are coming from. But he needs to be careful that he doesn't act in a way that he could regret in later life when his father has been executed on death row exactly if if michael's plan doesn't come to fruition but he doesn't know that my uncle mike's in there to break him out does he (laughs) yeah no it's it's um it's a well-acted scene though i thought that um the actors that play lincoln and lj gave a really good performance and i think it added good uh weight to to the story as well that you know it's not just him there's other people being affected by this as well uh also built in that there's some animosity between lj and the new stepdad who was made a a huge sandwich by the mum massive ridiculous sandwich she looked at that sandwich and she's like that reminds me of a night i had with lincoln that's how lj got here (laughs) oh wow staying in prison bands <laughs> so shall we move on to our judgments of the episode yes but also if people want to find out more about our patreon dom then listen to this hello and welcome to Ten Thirty productions he just became a raven welcome to prisoneyland fish Our network is made up of two podcasts. The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show. And Fox River, a prison break podcast covering each individual episode of the show. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity or The Yard. Get on the train, please. Get on the train. You will receive one week early release on all episodes, Ravens and Fox River, as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, our Prison Break monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout-out on the podcast. The second tier, 
Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? Or Gen Pop. Pop it off up in Gen Pop! All of the perks from Junior Varsity and The Yard and join us live on a bonus episode, Ravens or Fox River, to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions. And the final tier, Hall of Fame or The Hole. When you call a piece of white trash who couldn't pass the cops exam and now makes less than a mailman. A C-O. If there's anyone out there that loves our work this much, then we want to speak with you. So you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us. We appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers. We love doing this and we appreciate you all. You can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net. Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two, three, three. So, Simon, we've made it to the end of our first episode of Prison Break. I'm super excited. I'm still super excited about it. I still think <laughs> Wentworth Miller and Michael Schofield is the coolest character on TV right now. Um, I, I wish I was watching it for the first time like with fresh eyes. Unfortunately, there were bits I remembered, but I'm super excited about getting through all of season one and then into the seasons that I haven't seen as much as I am about rewatching season one. So... Let's get on to our super important judgments. Now, for those of you that have listened to us before, uh, we like to do our character judgments, our performer judgments, and then a few other judgments about the episode that we've just watched. If you're not familiar with us, then that's kind of the format we go through at the end. So the good thing about this, Simon, is that I will be asking you rather than the other way around. So you get to get all your thoughts and feelings out and kind of what you want to say about the characters or the actors. And I have to go, yeah, totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what happens to you on our other podcast. So uh, let's go with best performer. Who was the best performer of this episode for you? It's hard to say anybody else, but Wentworth Miller, um, because it is completely... Uh, central around his character and his performance in this episode. There are, as episodes go forward, you know, it becomes more evenly spread amongst the other actors, but this had to be centric around him. What has always confused me about Prison Break is he gets second billing. Dominic Purcell, who plays Lincoln, gets first billing. I've never understood that. Like, where clearly uh, Michael is our lead protagonist. Uh, yeah, it was quite a surprise to see that as well. And like Prison Break as a title comes up and it's quite understated when they're in the courtroom. It's in that mm. scene, but as understated as it may be, it's still quite impactful because of the font that's used. I still think it looks really, yeah. really good. Um, but yeah, it was quite a surprise to see his name come up second. That might have been, could be anything down to contractually or, you know, status of actor, you know, what they've been in it before. It was Dominic Purcell. Um, the one that had a bit more clout and a bit more oomph to make the show a bit bigger at the time. Well, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. So might be something I could go and find out maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, but Wentworth Miller's performance, amazing. The, the scene that we mentioned where he's crying um, and confronting Lincoln in the flashback, amazing. I think he showed a really great range of emotions and just showed himself to be super capable and uh and just really captivating to watch like you just when he's on screen he sort of has that 
X factor about him. That's something special. Um, yeah, so I'd say him. What about you? I am going to have to totally agree with everything you just said. <laughs> great, great actor. Uh, he proves that from straight away. Plays cool very well. Shows the emotional side in a flashback. You know, and he's obviously at a point where you can see he's acting. You know, to a point where he's over that. He needs to think methodically. He's got a plan and he needs to see through on it and he has the moments of like laughing with um people and he plays the kind of coy flirty side with the doctor and there's all of that it's it's great really great acting so yes wentworth miller wins it today on our pilot episode so yeah well let let me ask you the second one so you get to go first who <laughs> who's your favorite who's your favorite character of the episode i'm, I'm going to have to say Michael Schofield for all of those reasons just super cool um just from start to to finish and we do see the the full range of emotions and kind of the story is built so quickly literally like we said in the first five minutes we've gone from uh tattoos to apartment to prison to bank to court to prison you know and it's and it's him the whole way through um and just you can just see all these things that he's putting together and all these little touches straight away that he's putting in like dropping the the magazine down that that sort of um drain and stuff like that it's just all these little bits that make you so curious about him there's other great performances in it as well but he's the one that we're desperate to watch i think from this episode so yeah, yeah he's my, totally. michael is the my favorite character of this one uh, and yourself the exact same I have nothing to add. You got it. It's yeah, exactly that. We will we will disagree at times, but uh, you know, but not here. <laughs> <laughs> what's the next one? Favorite line. So favorite line. I. What's your What was your favorite line of the show? Uh, there's so many, but I think, <laughs> I think the one that comes to mind most is a duck. <laughs> That's that is a great line, really, really good line. I, I've said mine already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Where uh, LJ's mum says uh, <laughs> it wasn't immaculate conception. Believe me, <laughs> <laughs> I dream of that night still to this day. <laughs> I still ache. <laughs> oh, God. I have a limp still. I'm a, I'm like stray arm Simon, but in the leg. Yeah. I just... <laughs> just flails around <laughs> hashtag prison pants <laughs> oh god, uh, god. Um, who is your favourite background performer so someone that had one line or less now this one is difficult because I wanted to pick the lady in the bank oh uh, yeah but does she have more than one line yeah, so, she does. so I can't pick her. Couple, but yeah. Shout out to the lady in the bank because she was she was quality. I thought she did a really good job, um, and yeah. she was pretty calm and cool <laughs> with a gun in her face. Uh, so well <laughs> done, well done to her. Um, do you know who I will say? I'll say the kid that um, goes to get the drugs with LJ, and he sort of yeah. says, "Oh, you know, I'm not sure about this." And LJ's like, "No, it's fine, it's fine. You know, it's, it's okay, it's all cool." And then he, when they get stopped by the police, he like throws down his bike and he looks around and he's like, oh, fuck. That's <laughs> 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 kind of exactly how he looks. I'm in deep shit now. <laughs> I'm in deep shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Tens and twenties. I know he's so cocky, LJ, in that moment, wasn't he? Yeah, like he needed to get busted. Um, yeah, that's a good choice. I I wanted to say wholesale, but he has a couple a couple lines, uh, so I don't think he can qualify. Um, so I'm going to say the guy that gets stabbed um, because he gave a really he didn't say any lines. He just screamed, but it was a really good scream and performance. So, and I hope he survived. I really do. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Those guards, though, when they went up to help him, they they were like. They weren't touching him. They were just on their radios, just like, don't touch him. <laughs> don't go near him. Just let, <laughs> let him bleed out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They, I noticed that as well. I was like, can you help him? Yeah. Can you <laughs> just like stop do the, something? Try and stop the bleeding at least. C- can you stop just watching? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Uh, Normally on our yeah. other podcast, we would pick a favorite song, but there's not really much music involved in, in this I will say though that the score is really cool. It's a really like good score. Like the the un, the underpins the scenes and the intro music, uh, I think is really cool. I really like the flash between scenes as well. That's like down the down the tunnels and like past all the cells and stuff. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's really cool. So oh, that might be one that we we scratch from our you know our other podcasts into this one is that we're not going to pick a favorite song in the episode because. It doesn't happen, so we'll we'll remove that one. So that leads us on to the most important part of this whole episode is our rating from one to ten, one being the lowest, ten being the bestest thing you've ever seen. And we're gonna go with our rating. So are we gonna do like we do on our other podcasts where we go one, two, three, and we both shout a number and then we have to debate why it's that number if it's different. Yeah, and we, for our new listeners, we have to agree. We can't leave until we've debated to the point that we agree on the rating. We absolutely have to come away with exactly the same number. Yes. Okay. Okay. So do you want to... Firstly... Did you have a number? I'm asking yeah, you. On. I'm asking you. Do you. Did you have a number <laughs> when we started? Yes. And did the number change in any way when we got talking? No. So it just stayed where it was? Mhm. Okay. Good. Did you? I Did was. You have a I, I wasn't sure of my number. I wasn't sure. It was between two, and I think it's now solidified as one number. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. Are you, are you? Are you ready, Stray Arm? I. I'm ready. Are you ready, Johnny Trojan? <laughs> I'm ready. So on the count of three, we're going to shout out our number, and we'll see where we are. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so one, two, three, ten. Ten. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I smashed up the mic. <laughs> I didn't think you was going to say ten. I can't believe it. I was going to give it a ten. It was between nine or ten. I thought, is it a nine? Is it a ten? And I reflected on it more, and I thought, this has got to be a ten. I've got to throw in a ten here. Straight away, I'm impressed with this pilot. I want to watch the next one immediately. Just everything about it was so good. He was so cool. And just every little so bit cool. that, that we, we touched on was, was brilliant. You know, what's your reason for a 10? Give me all your reasons. Yeah, the same. I think it's one of the best pilots of all time. In my opinion, yet yeah, Lost Prison Break, the best pilots ever. And yeah, like you just want to watch the next episode. You're so invested in the characters and the journey already. Uh, I'm so glad they made this a 
like a full season and you know not into a movie or into a mini series because it's it it's so much content that it wouldn't fit into two hours like i'm so glad that it's you know stretched um well not stretched you know just given more more detail and time so cool love it i'm so glad that you love it as well um it's gonna make this a lot more fun because <laughs> imagine if you hated it and we're like dragging each other through it um but yeah amazing awesome there it is a 10 on the first episode so there we, there we have it thank you so much everyone for listening to our podcast it was absolutely uh it was a great journey for us already uh, to start off and we can't wait for the, any, all our subsequent episodes which we hope you'll you know stay with us for if you'd like to reach out to us you can reach out to us on our email address which is in the podcast description but it is 1030 podcasts at gmail.com but if you look in the podcast description there's a link there so you can click that and it'll just open up and you can send an email there you can also hit us up on instagram dom yep so at fox river podcast uh is our instagram page so please send us comments anything you want to share with us any bits you want us to to share and talk about on our podcast questions comments anything you liked about the pilot episode anything you like about the next episode uh we'd love to hear from you so please uh send us your thoughts and please please Go on to iTunes. Go into anywhere where you get a podcast. Give us find find our little podcast, Fox River Podcast, and say, you know what, these guys deserve a five star because I want other people to hear this podcast. So, whack a little five star on there for us. We'll be super grateful. We love doing this. We love making this content, uh, and we love hearing from you guys as well. So, thank you very very much. And tell us what your prison names will be. We want to know what your prison names are. And you can be part of of the crew and help us break out of Fox River. Excellent. Yes, we want your prison names. Let's all break out together. <laughs> so how are we going to sign this off, Dom? Oh, I don't know. Because on our other one, it's, you just, it's Ravens on three, isn't it? So what are we doing? I don't know. How <laughs> should we end it? Should we end it with... Welcome to Prisneyland. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you on the next one. Take care.